I know that I can make friends. I didn't do anything wrong. I really hope things do get better soon, except right now it doesn't feel like anything's going to change. Do you ever go to lunch with no one by your side? Because the moment you arrive, they'll leave the table. Calling me everything but my name need I remind you again. Just call me Rachel. How would you feel if you're running home crying like yourself in your room? Don't want anyone to see you. Good morning and welcome. Thank you for listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I am your host. My name is Sharona. As always, I thank you for tuning in. You can find my work, by the way, at NFL Female, at Inside the Pylon, at um, Pro Player Insiders. You can also find me writing and doing a variety of things on my own website, Bat Talk with Sharona, and of course on this podcast, Bat Talk with Sharona, as well as on my Wednesday night show with Zach Law. Going for two with Zach Law, with Zach and Sharona. Uh, today's show is de- sort of dedicated to um, what's becoming a regular feature on the show, chopping it up with Matt. Uh, Matt Wood is a good friend of mine, and uh, we've been sitting down every Wednesday night and, and chatting about a variety of topics. The genesis of it came out of a couple of articles that were posted in the non-believer community. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But first, some programming notes. I want to give a shout out to my guest this week. Officer Darren Clark, who joined me on Monday to talk about people-focused policing. It was a great discussion with him regarding law enforcement and how we can better improve communication. Communication is a theme on this show, a theme on today's show, Um, and it was a great uh, chat with him regarding his thoughts and beliefs on that and the website and movement that He's trying to to get started. People focus policing, how to improve communication between law enforcement and the communities that they serve. I thank him for sitting down with me on Sunday night to, to record that interview for Monday. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we had O.J. Spivey. Wednesday was sort of a sports-centric show. Today won't be as sports-centric. We'll be... Um, In the final segment, final portion of the show, we will be talking about sticking to sports, linear versus nonlinear thinking, but only it's only sports related in the general sense, not in any sort of specific sense. But on Wednesday, we definitely had a sports centric show. It was great to sit down once again with OJ Spivey, uh, who is a Philly sports guy. We talked about the Olympics. We talked about Simone Manuel. We talked about uh, what it meant for the black community to, you know, to have so many um, young women, and, and and there were young, there were men too. We didn't get a chance to really talk about, you know, that aspect of it. So many young women competing and doing so well, and and what that means. And of course, we talked about the Eagles, Marco Murray, uh, among other things, and then of course. My friend and our Denver Broncos correspondent, Jennifer Eakins, joined us live to to talk about what's going on with them, the quarterback situation. Will that defense be as good as it was last year? Uh, it's looking that way. She said possibly better. So um, we'll see about that. Stay, tu- stay tuned in for that. And then we also talked about fantasy football. Every week here on the show, we give you your fantasy football fix. And um, Jennifer writes for four for four football, and it was great to to get her thoughts on on fantasy sports, on fantasy football, and, and talk about that as well. 
when the show is over, we'll be posting links to um, to those interviews and to to those shows. And you can also um, find their Twitter handles in in those links. Give them a follow. They're they're great people. Uh, but today's show is uh, devoted to how social media, how the internet age, how social media is contributing to our growing failure to develop and show empathy, how social media is making it worse, and what we can do to stop that while still embracing different points of of, of view by, debrace, by embracing debate. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with trolls, um, you know, people who disagree with us, which is not the same thing, um, while still promoting an idea of open debate on Twitter, on Facebook, on other social media. Uh, Again, and we'll be tweeting out links once again. We tweeted them out once before. We'll tweet them out again uh, while I play my interview with Matt Wood. We'll tweet them out, and then we'll tweet them out again and include them on the, the, the recap of today's podcast, which we will be posted on Bat Talk with Sharona. But the genesis of this discussion arose out of two articles that were posted in in the non-believer community. And um, today's show is not going to be able to focus too extensively. Matt and I talk about it a little bit uh, on, he identifies as a non-believer, on non-believers versus believers. We'll have a We'll have a conversation about that at some point Uh, because to me it's not as germane. These problems aren't exclusive, by the way, to the non-believer community. They are – you see them in any community and and in the larger community, which is our society as a whole. Um, So it it was really good articles and a great starting point for this discussion because it, the two articles that I'm referencing have sort of opposing points of view. And I think they both make really great points um, in, in identifying and posing the questions that we need to ask ourselves and how we deal with these issues. But the, the believer versus non-believer conversation is an interesting one. Going into this week, going into today's show, I knew that I had um, people in my circle who were non-believers. Um, I, I tend to be, or ho- I at least hope I am, an open thinker, and I think that um, maybe attracts you know people. But I didn't realize how many non-believers that you know, because for reasons that we'll talk about in this show, it's kind of hard to. You know, you get judged, and you get a lot of um, you get a lot of hate thrown at you when when you identify that way, which is unfortunate. We should embrace diversity. We should embrace people who are different from us. We should encourage people to be able to talk about these things. Unfortunately, we don't, which is why we're having this conversation. I should say, starting this conversation because we are not going to stop with just today's show. A lot of really bad things have been done and promulgated in the name of organized religion. Oppression has been 
promulgated and continued as part of organized religion. And and that's not exclusive to one religion. It's across the board. You can see it in, in all of them. And the, you know, the ability to think past that. And well, this is really germane, particularly germane when we get to our final segment, when we start to focus on linear versus nonlinear thinking and our stick to sports um, sort of discussion with that. But the ability to be, you know, open-minded and to look past, we we t- we do so love our labels, and we tend to focus on labels as, and again, this is you know part of the linear thinking movement. You start a, if a equals b and b equals c, then a must equal c, and that can present real problems when you're trying to communicate with someone who doesn't share the point of view that you have. And it is, uh, it's difficult to get past those things sometimes and to have a free and open discussion about any topic, any particular topic. And so if we can learn to recognize how our thinking patterns and how we communicate with each other can can oftentimes lead to an inability to to understand one another and to communicate uh, in, in a good fashion. I think that is, of course, there are people who are who are just going to not be able to do that, who want to cause dissent, who want to just hate, and you know, that's unfortunate. But I tend to see the try to see the good in people and to believe that we as a society can can improve we can learn we can learn from each other if we'll just sit down and listen and communicate so you know it's and it kind of goes back to the golden rule right doing to others as you would have them do unto you whether you're a believer or a non-believer certainly I think we can all agree that the golden rule has some really good um, is a really good starting point for how you interact with one another, how you communicate with one another. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, my chat with Matt Wood, uh, chopping it up with Matt is a regular feature now on this show. Uh, We'll be tweeting out Matt's Twitter handle when we get through. So stay tuned in. You are listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. Welcome back. Here is, I know Matt knows this, I can't count. Math is not my finer subject, one of my finer subjects. This is episode four, right? <laughs> I get that right? Episode four of Chopping It Up with, with Matt. And, uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. It's it's a great series, and it's really an opportunity to, um, you know, to delve more closely into some of the the other topics that we that we talk about 
broach some of the subjects that that we're going to discuss and uh, some of the things that we've touched upon privacy last week we had a great discussion that we're going to continue regarding privacy in the internet age big news today we we record this segment on Wednesday night and what's the news today the latest in in a series of hacking of uh, of famous people Leslie Jones just the latest and excuse me in that and we'll talk a little bit about that too and uh we've talked about the the elections and politics haven't really um gotten back into that there's still plenty of time i don't want to get election fatigue do you matt oh i i I do not (laughs) yeah the we got another another what three and a half months three a little over three months of this uh shit show and it's crazy and we talked about this on the podcast this morning and i don't have any answers to this it's something that i want to write about i'm going to sit down and write about and by the way i have to give a shout out to matt uh for for giving your girl sharona some help last night i was trying to get i wrote an article a eulogy so to speak a farewell post on my website, Back Talk with Sharona, to Gawker, which um, is now defunct. The Gawker, um, the main Gawker name is defunct. The sub blogs are, are still active and hopefully will do well. I'm a fan. And, and Matt was very kind to help me, and I really appreciate that, Matt. Hey, no problem. It was it was fun to help. Well, um, I'm fortunate to have you know that kind of support system. But, you know, we've talked a lot about um, – you know privacy and um and social media and Matt is great to send me send me things for me to look at and so he sent me an article um and it's entitled what's killing the atheist movement it's really great we'll be tweeting this out and and also putting it in our podcast recaps but it's by David Smalley it um was looks like it was posted on August the 20th and it really to me kind of encapsulates some of the concerns that that I have regarding social media and some of the conversations you and I have had Matt in that we just don't listen to one another right we're applying you know and gotchas and you know uh trying to find our allies and our enemies mm-hmm. and as as it states here in in, in the article you know it's it's like you know, you had two women who were, you know, who were exa- almost exactly the same person, 98% alike. Mm-hmm. And that 2% leads to a flame war over something that could have just been easily discussed. Um, you know, it, 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 and another thing is, is like, we, we have to be the right ones. We can never concede because I don't know where that starts. Yeah. Well, so if you concede, you are weak and you are wrong. <clears throat> Yeah, it's interesting because um, it, it is viewed as a weakness, whereas that used to be, you know, I can remember, you know, when showing my age maybe here, but, you know, when I was growing up, it was a, it was a strength to, you know, to be able to admit that you were wrong and to be the better person and to take the high road. We don't see too many people taking that high road anymore and and trying to facilitate conversation as opposed to just you know um immediately going in and bashing someone or what have you right right and um yeah i remember you know being in school and all my friends and oh there'd be times when we get when things would get heated and stuff and we just kind of walk away from it and 
he'd come back and go, sorry, I was being a dick, you know, and, you know, and of course your friend would say the same thing. You know, it's like, let's just leave it there. We obviously know where we're standing in anybody's mind. And then you went and you did it. You watched a movie, you, whatever, whatever kids did. <laughs> well, you're not going to change anybody's mind, really, <clears throat> by coming in and bashing them. And right. unfortunately, we seem to live in in an era where that is um, that has been facilitated and encouraged and allowed. Facebook not so much, and Instagram is mostly pictures. And uh, although if you delve into any celebrities, which I don't very often, uh, but if you delve any, into any uh, celebrity Instagram on into their comments, it's, it's a minefield in there. <laughs> but oh, yeah. and, and Snapchat, I'm not a big snapper. I don't Snapchat much. I've I've been, uh, you know, I keep I don't. I, you know, I guess it's the digital version of get off my lawn. I don't get Snapchat. You it's, know, I've tried it. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's it's all about in the now, right? That's all what Snapchat is. You catch a video, you take a picture. It's now, it's uh, friends, you put it in your My Story thing, which is only up for 24 hours. Um, I've used it. I try to use it just for quick jokes or make funny little observations, but Sometimes if I see something really funny or what I think is funny, everybody else can probably just groan at it. <laughs> you know, I share it to the same picture on every social media platform. And well, I would. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it, if you're like a social media person, I mean, you got to you gotta keep track of too much shit. You have a Facebook chat, Instagram. Uh, yeah. I don't know if people use Google Plus anymore. You know, just... There's just too much of that shit. And when you have all that stuff, I mean, he says in the article, it's like you you stop seeing these people as people. They're just this, you know, image on a screen. It's very dehumanizing. It's extremely dehumanizing. And plus, you know, you may not even use your real name and your real picture Uh on on your stuff. And, you know, it's like like what you said, it's like – you know, a, a very nice-looking celebrity could put something up, and it's just ungodly the amount of comments that are just horrendous. <clears throat> yeah, it, we talk about this, too. Uh, being a woman online with, with an online presence and, um, you know, having any sort of opinion, sharing any sort of photo, um, personal anything personal does seem to oftentimes draw the dregs of society or, you know, a lot of times though, it's just unintentional. You know, people unintentionally say things that, um, you know, in in retrospect, they, you know, they might not um, realize, you know, what, what, how it's being viewed or taken or, or whatever. And that's why I think it's so important and why, this article is so important and why these discussions are so important because if you don't talk about these things, then you never progress. You know, there's no progress as a society or as a community. And um, the, the, the title of this article, and, and this is particularly germane to um, the atheist movement, but it, but what he's talking about can apply across the board. I mean, it's a, it's a great primer for any community and, and and for society at large. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, I identify as a non-believer. Um, yeah, and, I have several friends that do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, 
um, you know, I remember a few years ago, there was this uh, concept that came out, uh, atheism plus, yeah. right, which was, you know, you're an atheist, but hey, you kind of go out there in the community and help things. And it it was bringing more humanism into atheism. And holy hell, was there a shit storm. Oh, yeah? I mean, people were just like, no. We do so love our label. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even, yeah, and it was just, uh, I don't know. It, it's like one of those things. Ever see that film, Burn After Reading? I have not. <laughs> oh, well, you're, at the end, you're just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> Because there's just there's so much back and forth, and there was such a flame war before I could kind of wrap my head around what the hell was going on. The whole conversation ended. Very and interesting. It, but yeah, I mean, in regards to the atheist movement, I mean, there's you know, uh-huh. or atheists and humanists who you know want to reach out that don't care other people uh, believe in God or not, um, and there's other people who feel like they should, you yeah. know, let people know there's no God. Um, and then you got anti-theists who just not, you know, not only don't believe in God, but um, are really adamant, you know, about not having a God, um, it, which I'm sure I butchered like the full uh, definition here, because I'm, I'm pretty much in the in the camp of, hey, yeah, I don't believe in God, but, you know, that's that's my thing. That's not your thing. That's, you know, uh, just do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting somebody. And I mean, and even secularism can, you know, can be a bad thing. Look at just what happened in France. You know, that oh, woman, yes. Burka yeah. ripped off of her. It's like, you're still coercing that woman to, you know, to have clothes that you feel as a society, giving her the agency. That's not liberation. I, it's still coercion. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that. In, I talked about it this morning. We're going to talk about it some more. It's going to be an, I've read a very, very good article um, at medium.com regarding it. We're going to be tweeting that out and talking about it. And it talks about, um, you know, how uh, how ironic it is. Um, you know, the male gaze has for so long defined, you know, what is uh, proper and valuable for as it relates to women. And it's, it's, it contains a very good discussion of that. But it's also so ironic because, um, you know, this is a beach that allows topless sunbathing, and it's also a beach where the bodies of dead children have washed up as a result of the refugee crisis. And um, that, you know, the burqa, the burkini, um, which is seen, you know, as as a symbol of something that it's not, you know, that she's being forced to strip is very symptomatic of a lot of different things. Well, we're, we're not going to get in. I don't want to tie up you, your and my time with that. But we're definitely going to be talking about that on, on Friday's show. I have to say this, and this is just an aside, but it was uh, when Matt sent me this article, I didn't have really a chance to take a look at it until today. So I pulled it up, and the first thing that popped out at, at me was um, it's called Dogma debate this um there's a a podcast 
and and some other things that that is, this website is called pathios.com and the blog is called dogma debate and not too long ago there was a thing that was popular on twitter on social media uh, seven favorite films and dogma is one of my favorite films so that's just you know kind of a, a weird aside there but it it made me kind of chuckle a little bit oh yeah it's uh yeah it's it's definitely one of my favorites as well um, and uh, kind of going back to his article when he was talking about like the the, the two women there, ninety eight percent alike. Mm-hmm. I remember how far back it was. Could have been a year. Could have been six months. Um, <clears throat> but Bill Maher on his uh, show, uh, Real Time on HBO, um, hit one of his because uh, he does. I don't, I'm not sure if you've watched his show, but he does these new rules yeah. with all mm-hmm. jokes, and at the end he has like a closing monologue commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and his whole thing was kind of about this where people were pissed off at him because you know he's a liberal but he's you know saying and doing things that people think a liberal shouldn't be and and all that stuff and uh he i think this kind of came after his no it, it probably came after a few weeks after the ben affleck sam harris thing but he's like you know um you know so i say this <laughs> you know is it a big deal no we're on the same fucking side yeah <laughs> you know so um, I had to break up with Bill Maher because um, he has exhibited some uh, quite extreme examples of misogyny and, and sexism, and um, you know you you know once, twice, three times, four times, it, you know at, at some point it becomes a pattern, and you're like, okay, well, you know, um, but I do, he, I, I do think that. A lot of what he does brings uh, a you know, valuable conversation, and 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 I did used to enjoy his show quite a bit. Mm. Oh yeah, and like now it's just I don't have. Uh, there is so much content I consume, which is probably a bad thing. That um, you know, I, if I, you know, I would watch it for the panel and the 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 new rules at the end were just like the cherry on top. But now I'm just like ah, let me just go to the new rules. Let me just get to the to the funny stuff. Um, <clears throat> And because now I just I, I get the alternate views. I, there's a couple websites where you can um, where it goes where it kind of labels something blue or red or you know white or gray if it's in the middle. That way you can kind of get differing perspectives on you know the events of the day. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and also going back to the article, uh, it, it, it's interesting because um, there there are this is the part that really was. Um, fascinating to me and and that kind of struck a note with me and he said it starts it's roughly about I don't know I guess about a third of the way into it it says we're we're becoming the fuck off generation and it's embarrassing and I'm quoting directly from the article yes some people cross the line but there are always deeper reasons fueling whatever you see on the surface if after investigating the issue talking with each other and trying to get to the bottom of it like adults you're unable to reconcile them parting ways is perfectly fine. But this instant agree with me or fuck off mentality that happens within six minutes of a controversial Facebook post is asinine. And and that resonates with me because I do think that we we do that so often. You know, we see somebody say you're you know, empathy and the ability to relate to and listen to and try to understand someone else's point of view is 
going the way of the dodo bird, and it's really very troubling to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, it, it, and I was talking about this uh, with a friend of mine <clears throat> a couple days ago, where you have in text and social media and stuff. You know, it's not like reading a book. When you read a book and read text, the author describes the tone. Um, when we talk to each other, we hear the tone in our voice and our inflections and things. But if you just say something, I disagree with that. Here is I'm saying it like that. That same something, you know, it seems, you know, welcoming discussion on, you know, social media. I disagree. Here's why, you know, and there's no context clues. Um now I try to take everything as a positive. That way, it it keeps the keeps the the mood down. But I see where people immediately take that as a criticism against them and just start going. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, people take leaves very personally. I mean, people got to be a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Well, we do so love our labels, and you and I talked that our first little sit down chat talked about that and you know how we're so committed to labels that we don't stop to think you know we see the word atheist or we see the word liberal or we see the word word conservative and instead of um, asking instead of looking behind the label and seeing what whatever it is the point that's being made or the um, the conversation that that is going on we just see that label and we instantly uh, form our own, you know, thoughts and opinions without really sitting down to read or listen or, you know, or or, or what have you, and it it, um, it leads to a lot of miscommunication. It leads to a lot of misunderstanding, and it leads to a lot of um, it, it leads to a lack of a full debate, an open discussion on on things. Yeah, and I mean, I remember being younger. <clears throat> And, you know, new to the whole world of politics, religion and the whole world and, um, you know, just being strictly my side and everything else was wrong. And, oh, man, I was such a bastard. But, <laughs> um, you know, all it takes like, is, a, is a human interaction of someone who doesn't necessarily agree with you. I mean, in the military, I would say X and someone would say Y. And I'm like, well, why, why is that? you know, curiosity, not to be a dick or anything. And, you know, as I kept doing that more and more, you know, I kind of let go of all that. Oh, I have to be right. I have to, you know, I started seeing these people who have their own thoughts and they're all trying to get to work and live life happily with their families and uh, things of that nature. But when you're online, all you do is see a picture and you're like, ah, that's a good target for me to go hit on. Yeah, there another interesting thing from this article, and I've scrolled down to the part that that drew your attention the most, and that's the the Facebook fight between these two women, who probably, as as the author very rightfully pointed out, had much more in common than they did in disagreement, but yet couldn't get past that one little thing that they disagree and couldn't get past the insults that they were hurling at one another. It's right there. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's you know we we tend to have themes within themes upon this show, and it's pretty funny because it really does boil down to ego. And as Matt knows, that was a central focus of the article that I wrote on Gawker hubris and how um, ego does tend to become our worst enemy, lead us you know down paths that 
if we you know put it aside, we'd just be much better off. We travel better paths and be um more enlightened and, and just better human beings. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have that saying or pride go before the fall. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, I, I've learned to swallow my pride, you know, you know, a lot of times. I mean, uh hubris is usually followed by a nice healthy dose of humility. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I think we've all had those <clears throat> circumstances, sure. You know, and it's, um, I mean, granted, it serves a purpose because now you're like, oh, something, or I was a little off the mark there, you know. But what you should be doing is going, take that as a lesson. If you were in the wrong, apologize, um, own up to the mistake, um, and change yourself to where it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, too many times, though, we, we, we fail to do Yeah, we're going to uh, move past this this article and continue our discussion because I want to talk about breakups in the social media era. But I, I want to quote from this, and I think that it's uh, it's very wise words, and we could all uh, learn from them. And it's at the, I guess, central part of the, the article. Again, we'll be tweeting out this article. It says, let's grow up. Let's let our friends be wrong. Let's disagree without attacks. Let's stop this. If you believe X, then you're automatically Y, false dichotomy. Let's pick up the phone and have conversations when we disagree. If you don't have their phone number, send them a private message asking to get on Skype to talk it out. Find where you agree first and hash out the details. Agree to disagree and move on. And those are very wise words um, from David Smalley. And uh, I thank Matt for sending me this article. We'll be tweeting it out. It's great. It really is. Um, again, it's talking about what's killing the atheist community. But, um, you know, wise words from from that can be applied uh, across the board. And, uh, you know, I, I, my, my um, belief system just keeps evolving and, and changing as I get older. And I, I grew up. My family is um, uh, have long-standing members of the Church of Christ. I com- I converted to Catholicism, boo Lord, about 15 years ago, I suppose. Um, I, I I don't practice. I, I'm, it's you know again, that's just a label. Uh, I'm probably more. I would probably be more aligned with with humanism than anything else is there a divine power i'm open to that i think that there probably are forces out there that we don't understand and um, we're not going to get maybe we'll get into that at some other time um but you know i i certainly understand agnostics and and atheists who who have questions and who have doubts and i'll share some stories about that later but when you know it's it's funny that we're talking about this but just real quick, I want to mention that I read another article one day this week, and it was talking about breaking up in the social media era and how you know how you have you unfriend and you un you know you block and and, and all of that and but but that digital trail is forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad I grew up before social media. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine being a kid putting your heart all out there, and mm. you know, you know how you were as a teenager. Oh, this love's gonna last oh, for, yeah. and you know, oh no, here comes reality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're heartbroken, you know. I, you know, but then they yeah. think uh, to social media, and oh God, so embarrassing. Yeah. And, and then you know, um, 
Now, granted, when you broke up in, you know, middle school, high school, what have you, you know, that was it. You saw them every day. That that probably didn't help right there in the beginning. Yeah. They, uh, you know, immediately had someone else. And um, um, I, yeah. all, I all the time say that Twitter in particular, I, I, I'm not, Facebook I know is too. I'm not a huge Facebooker. But um, these the social media communities are very much like high school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's why that's why I try to pick a little bit of every every little community, <laughs> just like me in high school. It's like I'll be friends with everybody. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's totally the way I was too, and uh, we'll have to have that. Well, we'll add that as a discussion. We don't have time. It's we're running right at uh, right at thirty minutes, so we're gonna have to to wrap things up. Uh, but yeah, I, I was the same way, and um, you know I. I particularly sort of gravitated, I suppose, toward the the outcast and ostracized because I felt so bad for them and you know, the reasons why they were, you know, made fun of, ostracized, always just always bugged me. I, that's always been a part of my, um, you know, of of my mindset, my makeup, you know, is that I, I hate to see people treated unjustly and unfairly. And so, you know, it, it, but it definitely is. And I try to, you know, be understanding about people who have, have different viewpoints from me where I draw the line though, and where, um, you know, where I will, uh, you know, maybe cut ties as if you're, uh, if there's a pattern of abusive, abusive you know behavior oh yeah definitely now we all make mistakes and i, I you know I, I understand and recognize that because i know that i have but you know i do try to be understanding yeah, definitely um i always you know tell the wife and whatever i'm like yeah you know they're, they're a toxic person i'm like right now you, you don't need to be around them i mean and i'm not telling her who to be friends with mm-hmm. i'm just offering my input when right. she's when uh if she gets upset by a friend that just kind of just seems to be taking advantage all the time your your life will dramatically improve if you cut toxic people out of it. And I did that, oh, it's been a couple of years, two or three years ago. I made a very concerted effort to cut toxic people out of my life. And uh, it my life has, my, my, um, my mood, everything has, you know, dramatically improved. It, it's, it's, it's life-changing, and I can't re- recommend it more. We're not going to have a chance to really get into this new DNA law in Kuwait. I'm going to add that to to next week. We'll talk about that. And, Matt, if there's anything else you want to talk about, we'll have to add that to We're going to be recording on a different night next week. So um, we may actually play this segment on Wednesday since I think it sounds like Matt and I are going to sit down on Tuesday night. Yeah. So, All right, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Woodstock W zero zero D S T O K. He's not a he's not an over tweeter like me, but he's definitely a good follow and a great guy. And um, I'm very fortunate to to have him as part of my circle. And again, thanks for helping me last night. And I look forward I look forward to this. It's such a fun time. I look forward to this every week. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do throughout the week. All right, Matt, stay on the line. I'm going to go ahead and and cut off the recording. Okay.
All right. Shout out to Matt, as always, for joining me. Uh, episode four just played, and we'll have episode five next week. We probably will uh, play that episode on uh, on Wednesday. We did three regular podcasts this week, and I did a lot of radio. And if we we set we set up today's show actually for an hour and a half. We might actually be able to wrap up within an hour. If we can do that, that's fine. You've had enough of me this week, and um, and frankly, it's been a lot, and it's really kind of cut into my writing schedule, my writing time. So uh, next week, we're not going to be doing three regular shows. I can probably just the way the our guests lined up. That's that's why we we did it like that this week. Next week, I think we'll probably be sticking to. Two regular podcasts. Hopefully, we'll be able to get back to doing a down and dirty uh, episode or two. Uh, I, I do enjoy those; they're a lot quicker, seem to to flow a little bit better when we're talking about some of these topics. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely give Matt a follow out there, and and once again, shout out to all of the guests this week. You know, it was interesting listening to um, uh, listening to that conversation is uh it sort of reminds me of of a lot of different things and i i keep going back to the um, story that uh david smalley to- told in his article regarding the two women who had much more in common than than, than they did in disagreements yet they just couldn't get past that one thing, and it really is kind of emblematic, I think, of a lot of the problems that that we have in our world, that a lot of the problems that you see in in communities across the world, and uh, and it and it goes back to you know ego and hubris and and linear thinking, which we're going to get into uh, here in a minute, uh, in our. Uh, stick to sports discussion that that's coming up next, but but let's wrap up the conversation that I had with Matt. It it's interesting that we do seem to be living in. Uh, if you're sensitive to bad language, you might want to tune out right now because we're going to be um, referencing some of the the discussion in David Smalley's article. We do seem to be living in the fuck off generation. Uh, where when we disagree with someone, how do we handle that? How do we follow up with it? Do we follow up with someone? When we see someone uh, say something and and we feel like we have something co- to contribute to that conversation, do we do it? How do we do it? Or do we simply look at that person and say, uh, I disagree with them, click, hit the unfollow button, or click, hit the block button, or, you know, whatever. That it, Social media is so dehumanizing in that you don't, as Matt so wisely pointed out, you don't get voice inflection, you don't get, um, you know, the written word can be deceiving and can be, um, and doesn't, com- doesn't uh, communicate tone, doesn't uh, communicate personality, doesn't communicate inflection. And and I think that, um, of course, the, the counter-argument, the counter-article uh, that, that we tweeted out earlier would say, I've never had anybody, people just don't do that. I've never had anybody do that. Well, I think that begs the question, why don't we do that? 
you know, why don't we embrace open debate? To me, that's a very linear thinking kind of response to that. Well, we don't do it, so that's bullshit. Well, you know, why don't we do it? Why don't we follow up when we disagree with someone or when, you know, maybe we see someone that we think who's a linear thinking and who who starts a discussion with a false hypothesis? How do we how do we respond to that and how do we um, communicate with that person? And I think how we go about it is important, um, but it also it, it also requires them to to come to that discussion, to come to that um, uh, debate, if you will, not just with an open mind, but with an open heart and. Unfortunately, I think that um, because Twitter, social media, Facebook tends to be such a hive mind, it tends to be a a groupthink kind of of mechanism that um, we don't we don't embrace debate. We embrace more often than not we embrace hate, and um, it's unfortunate. It, it is very high school-ish. I had forgotten that that I brought that up. It is a very high school-ish mentality. It is a very high school-ish type of, you, you see, just like in high school, cliques start to form, and you see um, popular people, people with uh, more followers embracing other people with more followers. Uh, it nothing irks me more than for someone to say, "Oh, you don't have enough followers, therefore you don't have a valid opinion," which is complete and utter bullshit. But it's very high schoolish too, right? I mean, it's very cliquish, high schoolish type mentality, type behavior, and. Um, you know, it's it's always interesting to me to to watch other people. How we talk about things is is what drives me, and, and what has driven a lot of my work, and what drives this show. Um, but it's also interesting to to talk about Twitter, social media, Facebook, whatever social media platform you're using as a free speech device, because. Uh, one of the things that um, – one of the disagreements that I have with the Twitter model uh, of business, besides the fact that they keep adding stuff that nobody asks for, that nobody wants, instead of listening to their their users, well, all we wanted was an edit function, you know, but we're getting all this stuff that I don't use, and I, and I, fe- I feel like in their own mind they're trying – I know that it's, it's not a – uh, profit. The profit is profits drive the world. Um, it's not what they want, or you know they're trying to be more competitive, so they think that they have to, com- you know, compete with these other platforms. But I think they're missing the main point: make a good product, and then people will come. Right? Instead of trying to be what you're not, be good at what you are. Um, but one of the things that really bugs me about the Twitter model is that in their um, motto, I suppose, in their business model that they think that they're promoting free speech, we want to promote free speech, it often is quite the opposite. 
Because when we're talking about trolls, when we're talking about online harassment, when we're talking about um, you know the the banning of Milo, um, what we're talking about are people who are the antithesis of free speech. At they're trying to shut down speech. They're trying to shut down the voices of women. They're trying to shut down the voices of minorities. That is not free speech advocacy. That, that is the antithesis of free speech advocacy. And Twitter needs to ban those people. Twitter needs to do a better job of thinking beyond the label free speech and, and really thinking about what that means. If you're going to if you're going to be a platform that promotes free speech, you don't allow users to go out and engage in targeted harassment that is designed to shut down the voices of women. Period. Um, so I got off a little sorry I got off a little bit on a tangent, but that just oh my gosh that just irks me to no end. Um, you know, hubris has kind of been a theme this week. You saw that in the article, the farewell article that I wrote to Gawker. Uh, Hubris means that you come to a conversation with a preconceived set of notions, which is linear thinking in a nutshell. Uh, A will see, A plus C must, you know, A plus, um, you know, it's really, and, and, and linear thinking is often generalized, I suppose, to be, "Quote unquote logical thinking," um, but I'm not, you know, as as general as generalizations go. I think that that really is an overgeneralization. We'll get into that when we get into our stick to sports discussion. Um, yeah, I think when it boils down to it, and to, to try and wrap up the conversation that Matt and I had, I think you know if if we could recognize that what binds us together as communities, as human beings, is far more powerful and strong than what divides us. But you have to come to that conversation, again, with an open mind and with an open heart. If you're not willing to to embrace an idea beyond your preconceived notion, if you stick simply to whatever label it is that that you're that you associate yourself with then you're we're never going to come to any understanding and and, and that is germane to everything you know whether you're an atheist non-believer christian what does christian mean what does that even mean what does it mean to be a christian I mean, that's a good discussion. We'll have to add that because very often you see people who profess to be Christian acting in very non-Christian ways. Um, You know, what would Jesus do? Well, you know, Jesus, um, if you've read the Bible, was a, a character who, an individual who um, associated with a lot of different people, people that, as Matt and I were talking, he, he associated with the outcasts, you know. He associated with um, with people that, uh, you know, popular thinking would, um, you know, would say were um, beneath him. 
you know, and yet, I mean, that's kind of, and that sort of goes back to the whole social media brand of, of communicating where the elites, you know, elites who gather other elites don't interest me. You know, that, 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 that doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in those people. Um, you know, what would Jesus do? What would, um, you know, what would any um, you know, prominent person in any organized religious movement do? And, um, you know, how, how they act, how they interact, and what they think is, you know, it, it is important. And if you pay attention to those things, I think that you often, you know, you often see what, what that particular organization is all about. So, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. These these two articles, um, very divergent points of view. Um, let's grow up. Let's let our friends be wrong. Let's disagree without attacks. Um, and it's kind of funny. I didn't even when I was making the notes for today. I didn't even realize that David Smalley had um, had kind of organized his in a little bit of a way that um, resembles what what we're getting ready to talk about, which is the sticking to sports part of it. Uh, let's stop this. If you believe X, then you're automatically Y, false dichotomy. That's linear thinking, right? Linear thinking um, starts with a hypothesis. It's, sometimes it's called the, you know, the Socratic method. But it starts with a hypo- hypothesis, and if you know, it, which is a label. That hypothesis is a label, and if you're so committed to that label that you can't, you know, it's an efficient way, right? But it doesn't always encompass diversity or diverse points of view. So it, it's interesting. We don't have to divide and conquer. We're um, or <laughs> The world is quite capable of doing that without us contributing to it, and um, you know it, we do seem to be living in in an era where uh, being right and being wrong is is far more important than trying to figure out what why somebody believes you know a, a certain set of, of principles or why someone identifies with a certain set of prin- principles. And you know the thing about um, the thing about this this counter argument, I think that that bothers me. Um, and, and you know, and we should if if someone is harassing someone on um, on social media or in a restaurant or in you know in, in a school, you know, bullying, we should. Um, take measures to, to. I don't want to say isolate, but to make sure that that's, that doesn't happen, whether it's banning on Twitter. Um, but where is the follow-up? It, I don't think it's possible to make Milo a better person, to make him a good person. I think he's, he's a, a prime example of someone who probably doesn't have very many redeeming qualities and isn't capable of coming to a conversation with an open mind and being uh, willing to engage in open debate. But what do you do with that person? Is rehabilitation possible? Can you uh, can you salvage a 
a relationship, as tenuous as it might be, by following up with someone in a private manner. And, and this counter article would suggest that that's not possible, that we, you know, keeping our, our fights private isn't possible because um, there is no follow-up. And I'll read from the article, not once in my entire history of blogging, uh, open parentheses, over a decade, close parentheses, or my entire history of internet interactions going on 25 years or more, has anyone politely called me up to have a private fight about something? I can't even imagine it happening. I probably look at my phone in disbelief and say, dude, take it to the internet. We can take our time and write stuff with substance and put it on record instead of babbling on, you know, on social media or whatever. And, you know, that to me, that shuts down communication. That shuts down open debate. While it may be true, it doesn't have to be true. You know, it doesn't, it, we don't have to, the two Facebook friends don't have to block and unfriend each other and be stewing in their own juices over a disagreement about one thing when they can embrace the 99 things that they do agree about. But we don't stop to have that thought process. We don't stop to have that discussion. We're still, we're so committed to the petty stuff, to the disagreement that we can't get beyond it. And it's it's really unfortunate that you know that we live in that kind of, of society, but it is what it is and and we do seem to be living you know, we do seem to be living in in, in those times. So I, I don't know, it's it is definitely um kind of an unfortunate thing. I'm very quick quickly scrolling through these two articles to see if there's anything else um we'll tweet these out it's uh it's an interesting discussion we'll have to continue to to have that discussion but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break when we come back sticking to sports linear versus non-linear thinking excuse me so stay tuned in you are listening to bat talk with sharona All right, welcome back. You're listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I am your host. My name is Sharona. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Um, stick to sports is is kind of the topic of, of our next little discussion. We've got about 30 minutes left. We may not go that long. We've kind of touched upon some of these things in in the first hour. You've had enough of me. It's been a long week. Um, you know, we will continue to have these conversations. Shout out to Matt Wood, as always. Uh, episode four played in the first hour of chopping it up with Matt. It's always a pleasure to sit down with him and, and, and to talk to him. He's a great guy. If you're not following him out there on, on social media, give him a follow. He doesn't, he definitely does not over tweet like I do, but, but he's still a great follow. Also shout out once again to uh, the guests who were on the show on Monday, we had Officer Darren Clark, who who came on and talked about his um, 
his involvement with law enforcement and the the people focused policing movement that that he has started. It was a great discussion. Communication is definitely so key, and um, it, it it's particularly germane to you know to to today's show. If we can learn to communicate better, I think society's problems would would be a lot better. Also on Wednesday, uh, thanks to OJ Spivey and Jennifer Eakins who joined me, we'll be tweeting out their their uh, links to their interviews as well as where you can follow them on social media. Uh, stick to sports. I get that a lot. You see that a lot, that debate. Do you stick to sports? Do you not stick to sports? And to me, it it represents you know what is kind of a theme to this show and that is linear versus nonlinear thinking, and um, the you know the stick to sports debate starts with the hypothesis that sports is the only important thing. Sports is this is this is it. Sports is the main thing. Sports is the only thing. You know, it's. Um, it is the hypothesis by which everything else flows, um, which is very linear thinking. Linear thinking is is often characterized as logical, whereas nonlinear thinking is often characterized as creative. Those are very much overgeneralizations, but it's a good it, but it's a good starting point. And linear thinking might seem to be efficient in the sense. Um, you know, that it starts with a hypothesis and you can very quickly move, you know, through the series of, of subsequent, you know, hypothesis to uh, a conclusion. But what happens when it starts with a false equivalency, right? Or a false premise. If A equal B and B equal C, then A equal C, um, that's very rigid and very, um, very, incapable of, um, you know, accounting for, um, you know, let's borrow chaos theory. Let's borrow a term from Jurassic Park. You know, chaos theory would would tell you that um, there are always outside forces that operate to, um, to affect, you know, to affect A, to affect B, and to affect C. So, a might equal B, but that doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, and B might equal C, but it doesn't necessarily equate to A equal C. Um, and, and for that reason, it's, you know, linear thinking, linear thinkers often have difficulty engaging debate um, because they are, they are stuck on, on that false starting point. And this is this is why hive mind or groupthink becomes such a thing, right? Um, hive mind is very much a linear way of thinking in that it starts with, you know, with a hypothesis and and carries from there. And, and again, it's often called the Socratic method. It's typically led to a lot less diversity, not just in thought, but in, 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 a, in a variety of ways, in multiple ways. Linear thinking has been responsible for, um, you know, for exclusion of women and minorities in a, in a variety of things because it started with uh, uh, the hypothesis that one group 
was only capable of of doing certain things. You know, A equals B. One group is only capable of doing certain things. And when when you start with a false hypothesis, then um, then you're not going to get a lot of diversity. And, and you know, nonlinear thinking is often characterized as less constructive and more expansive. You know, creative thinking, by definition, is is hard to define. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stereotypical type of of um, labels that 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 say scientists, accountants, they're analytical types. They're, they're linear thinkings. While artists and designers and musicians are 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 creative types, and they're non-linear thinkings. But there's a lot of crossover there. Um, you know, a lot of times you can have a linear thinker who's simply disorganized and and not very um you know not very I would probably put myself in that category in that you know um you know linear thinkers sort of think through things logically but not always in in any sort of pattern. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. So the stick to po- stick to sports debate comes to the discussion with the hypothesis that sports is the only thing, is the most important thing, and therefore anything else is is unimportant and and not worthy of of consideration, you know, A equals B. And and so it excludes any outside forces that might tend to you know, try to suggest that the hypothesis sports is the most important thing and the only thing is wrong. And, and t- that's a very exclusionary way of thinking and a very, um, uh, I want to say off-putting, but it is kind of off-putting, right? That, um, you know, that capable of talking about sports, but talking about other things too, because, you know, sports as a whole contains a wide variety, a wide variety of of people with a you know, wide variety of uh, you know gender, of um, sexual orientation. Of we are humans. We are diverse, and I'm not saying that it, it's always like that, but it can lead to that kind of thinking. And, and to me, that's the that's the concern that we get so linear in our thinking that we don't allow for the introduction of of new thought processes, of new of new hypotheses, of new uh, a new way of thinking, of new people engaging in the debate. You know, it's um, it used to be that um, you know, sports sports media as a whole was very insular, and and that's changed, and it's changing, and that's great. Um, but it goes back to that linear way of thinking that one group is only capable of of engaging in in, in that type of activity, and so when when you open yourself up to the thought process that um, that we can 
have a wide variety of that, you know, it's not just about sports, that it's about other things as well, then you get a, a, a more, first of all, you get my, more diverse people, but you also get a more diverse discussion, a more vibrant discussion, a more, a discussion that's more open and, um, and not insulated to, you know, to, um, a very narrow narrow range of ideas, a very narrow range of of um, of thoughts, and you know, that's kind of the 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 way I tend to look at it. Is you know, mine minds don't always naturally work in straight lines, right? I mean, our minds are constantly shifting and making associations and 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 making a wide variety of connections and uh if you allow for a nonlinear method of 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 thinking about the the sports sports discussion as a whole then I think you're going to tend to get more diversity. You're going to tend to um, get a more vibrant uh, debate, a more vibrant community, you know, a more vibrant method of of doing things, a more inclusive of of doing things. Embrace debates has kind of a has um, inherited, if you will, a a negative connotation because. You know, first of all, um, and I hate to 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 say this, but it's true. Um, you know, the embrace debate hashtag, if you will, came from First Take, which um, is is first and foremost, it's entertainment, and and if you look at it as entertainment as opposed to um, to anything else, then it's a little easier to. To, to understand, but it it doesn't always embrace hasn't always been associated with embracing debate in in that logical man, manner. You know, perhaps that linear thinkers um, would want to embrace, um, but but embrace is good, and you know, embracing debate is good, and having um, having diverse viewpoints and having diversity in who has those viewpoints, those are good things. Those can make that community, that um, discussion, the debate, whatever we're talking about, it can make it, uh, it can make it better. And if we open ourselves up to that, then, then I think that we, as, as a society in general, would um would be a lot better off. So that's um you know that's kind of where I come from in in that stick to sports thing. I'm not a one-dimensional person. Uh and I don't think anybody's a one-dimensional person, really. I don't. Um I think that we're all um you know diverse people in the sense that we have interests outside of whatever, you know. If you're only thing is sports and that's it and you don't have relationships you don't see movies you don't you know um go out in the community you don't you know um have discussions with other people outside of sports 
I can't imagine being that way. Um, you know, maybe there are people that way, and and if you know, more power to to you if that's if that's who you are, if that's what you are. More, yeah, I mean, more power to you. I'm not hating on you. I just I don't understand it, and I would love to have a conversation with you about it. That about how that came about, and about you know what what um, you. Know, what your average day is like, what what it means to be someone whose only thought process, whose only mindset is sports only. I don't know anybody like that, and if you're like that, hit me up out there on Twitter, Sports by Sharona. Send me an email, sportsbysharona at gmail.com. I would love to have a conversation with you. Not in, I'm not in a hating kind of way. Just I want to understand what that is and how you got there and what that means, you know, so that I can understand it. Because I come from a different point of view. I come from a point of view where um, you know things matter outside of sports. It matters that um, you know that we have diversity. It matters that we have uh, an open-minded discussion about a lot of different things so you know let, let, let's have that discussion let's have that debate you know and listen if I have said anything to upset you or to make you mad you know, come to me and tell me I'm willing to have that conversation you don't want to do it you want to have a private conversation about it I can have that too I had one this morning I had one this morning as I was preparing for this show. Uh, we we should have those conversations. We we should be open to having those conversations. We should be open to understanding that there are people who don't think like us, who don't um, who have experiences that uh, that you know, that matter that aren't the same experience that that we've had. What binds us is far more powerful and strong than what divides us. And if we could ever come to a, to a recognition and understanding, then I think that we would have a much better society, and you know, and have a much better um, understanding of one another. So, all right, that's it for moving on. That's it for um, the stick to sports discussion. That's it for today. Uh, we're going to wrap things up a little bit earlier than, than than we anticipated. You've had enough of me this week. I've had enough of me this week. Once again, shout out to Officer Darren Clark, who joined me on Monday, and to O.J. Spivey and Jennifer e- Eakins, who joined me on Wednesday, and, uh, of course, to Matt, who um, who started the ball rolling for today's discussion. A shout out to David Smalley, uh, who, <clears throat> excuse me, who wrote that first article and who uh, reached out on Twitter. You know, I think that David Smalley and I could be friends. Um, his reaching out to me was a prime example. I think of the two things, you know, the, the things that, um, that we're talking about, the article that he wrote and the discussion that we've had on this show today. You know, and also shout out to the gentleman who wrote the other article because I think that it brings, it certainly brings, you know, a, a thought process and an attitude that um, that we can recognize. And if we can re- recognize it, then we can have a conversation about it. And if we can have a conversation about it, then we can 
come to an understanding about it. So, so shout out to both of those guys. And shout out to you, the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week, <clears throat> definitely on Wednesday. I'm hoping to get um, Miss Miss Chels, Chels is right, out there on Twitter. I'm hoping to get her on the show next week. If not next week, then then hopefully soon, as well as some other people. Josh Taylor, we've got to get Josh Taylor back on here. Um, it's been way too long since we've had him. Happy Friday. Have a great, great weekend. We'll be back next week with more Bat Talk with Sharona. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports by Sharona. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs>